Hey, before we start the episode, I would just like to give a word to our sponsors, which is no sponsors. We don't have sponsors in, in this podcast. So um, just as a little bit of a PSA instead, um, please ensure to get some good exercise. Um, I know the whole, can we go outside and do it? Or, you know, how long can we do it for? And all this back and forth that the government's telling us to do and not do. You know what? So long as you get it done, that's all that matters. But um, this episode in particular is going to help because it's going to teach you about how to do exercise within the confinement of your own home and potentially, you know, using your own body weight to do that. So if you're interested, definitely give this one a listen. Let me know what you think. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome to the Culture Shock Podcast. My name is Stephen Adeboye and this is a unique situation. As you know, we are in lockdown. So all my guests are through video conferencing calls. We're using Zoom to power the podcast and I have my special guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hey guys, yeah, my name is Connor Tyson. Um, I am a personal trainer from just outside West London and also a calisthenics athlete. Excellent. So he's a West London guy. Um, I'm a well, recently moved to Northwest London. So whereabouts in West London are you from? So I say West London as like a general term for people listening in like anywhere in the world. But actually, um, uh, I live in, in Buckinghamshire, so it's just outside the M25. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a cheeky one, but yeah, we let that slide. Exactly. And um, <laughs> I know we, we've spoken before, you have a gym as well in terms of, you know, setting that up. And just to give our listeners a bit more of an understanding, what exactly is calisthenics and... Um, how do you help people? Yeah, man. So calisthenics is basically body weight training of any kind. So, um, you know, people look at gymnasts, they look at parkour and free runner athletes. And basically calisthenics is a training style that incorporates all of those things. So it's building strength just with your body weight. So you don't need any gym equipment. You pretty much need the floor, a pull up bar and yourself and you can have a great workout. That's amazing. And then, so how did you get started? I mean, did you, were you always into fitness or was it just something that you decided to create that transformation for yourself? Yeah. So I actually started when I was really young as a rock climber. Mm. Um, and from the evolution of different sports, I ended up finding the niche of calisthenics really. So I went from rock climbing to a bit of kayaking, uh, another extreme sport called mountain boarding. Um, and yeah, that's a whole different conversation, <laughs> but yeah, into, you know, any sports really that, um, were just a bit alternative and a bit different because football and rugby were never my thing at school. I was yeah. never a big guy. Um, and I just liked moving my body weight because as well as rock climbing, I did gymnastics and it all just flowed really well into calisthenics. So, you know, when I hit about 16, I started lifting some weights, doing some press ups and then ended up becoming, uh, you know, more interested in body weight training and calisthenics. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And so, like you say, you didn't take the conventional path of sports and you found your sort of self-awareness and said, you know, what, I'm going to kind of play around with things that are you know, not so common and you found some enjoyment in that. Have you competed in, in those sort of fields as well? Calisthenics and yeah. gymnastics? Yeah. So when I was really young, um, I competed in gymnastics at a super low level, just, you know, your, your general comp championships, you know, just having a little bit of fun. But then as I got a bit older and I started doing calisthenics, um, I discovered there was this whole freestyle scene. So, you know, I did get into competitions last year. Um, so, yeah, 2019 was my first competitive year at like a semi-pro level. 
And I managed to, you know, start in the UK, head to some competitions in Belgium. I went out to Miami, uh, another comp in uh, just outside Amsterdam at the end of last year. So yeah, it was good fun. So yeah, definitely got into competing in it. Yeah, and how was that? Do you, I mean, because when you start doing something as new as what, what you just mentioned, is the community big in the UK or is it something that you had to kind of find your, your tribe and then from there you obviously travel the world to sort of compete? Hmm, yeah, so it's a relatively new sport. Like calisthenics is something that not a ton of people know about. Um, and there's a big difference between people that do you know, what I call freestyle calisthenics, which is the competitive side of it where you're swinging around on bars um, and you're doing the more gymnastic style movements in you know, actual tricks and stunts. Whereas calisthenics training in terms of a training style people do at the gym or, you know, at home just to build muscle mass is kind of a differentiation between the two. Um, but the, the freestyle side of it, yeah, there's a definitely a growing community, especially in London. Um, I'd say in the UK, London and Bristol are the two biggest hubs of it, you know, where there are a lot of freestyle athletes coming together. Awesome, awesome. And I saw some of your videos and it kind of reminded me of parkour as well, where everyone used to jump around and spin and do backflips and stuff like that. So is there a free uh, freestyle element to it doing it outside as well? Do you find you know, the outdoor environment being quite useful when training as well? Yeah, definitely. You know, there are, there are so many links between parkour and free running and calisthenics because, you know, a lot of athletes in calisthenics, they'll do the high bar freestyle, you know, when you're swinging around on the bar, similar to how you would, you know, if you're watching high level gymnastics and you're seeing them swing and do giants and, and static skills. But then you've got these, these skills like the handstands and the planches and L sits that you can do anywhere. So, you know, you could jump up on top of a roof and hit a handstand. You could hang on a bridge and do a front lever, whatever it is. Um, and people in the calisthenics scene like definitely love bringing their skills outside. And, and you see a lot of that on social media, people doing handstands in crazy places and stuff like that. Have you done anything crazy yourself in terms of stunts or have you seen anything done <laughs> from someone else? He's like, well, that's a little bit too extreme, but I'm going to sit down and watch. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's hard to remember, to be honest. I mean, when I, when I went to Miami at the end of last year, um, one of the first things I remember noticing on day one when I went into this athlete house, you know, because all of the guys that are competing stay in the same accommodation for the whole week. And uh, yeah, there's, you know, this guy, Xavier, who I know well now, he's, um, you know, I just walked outside on the balcony and he's just like popping a handstand on the edge of the roof, <laughs> you know, with like a 10 foot drop below. <laughs> just as he's wake up, it's like 7am and he's just like hitting a little handstand with his hand fingertips right on the edge of the roof. And it's funny because he's just got so much confidence and the skill. He's like just just chucking it in. So yeah, it's funny. Do you feel like in terms of you know doing stunts like that or just even the low level stuff that can be done? Is there an element of trusting your body and letting it you know letting the situation happen? Or how how how's your training regime? How did you get comfortable with with that style of um, sport? Yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely something that comes with time. You know, when I first started training in the gym it was more for the purpose of building a bit of muscle because I felt I was always strong and I was always happy with my strength but I wasn't necessarily happy with how it looked yeah. um, so I wanted to put muscle on and then when I started learning things like the handstand or the front lever different calisthenic skills um, yeah I definitely built a bit of confidence in my body so yeah. you know I've got the confidence now to be able to hit handstand anywhere and get a photo of it or, or whatever <laughs> or another skills or a backflip but you know day one that's not there so definitely a big part of the training process as well as you know building muscle or, you know you build confidence as well and that's a huge thing 
Um, And I think for me, that's, you know, aesthetics are usually the reason that people start training, you know, whether it's calisthenics or lifting weights. But I think that, you know, the mental side of it and the, the mental health benefits are the reason that people stick to it. And that's why people will train for 20 years. But, you know, you can't be really chasing physique goals for that long. There has to be other motivators behind it. So, yeah, for me, it's definitely a mental thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think for anyone who's a gym goer, understands that mentality. Like, it's a complete focus to yourself and trying to be a better version of yourself. And you're right, from a physical standpoint, there's a goal, but there's only so much you can do physically. It's more about keeping up with, you know, challenging yourself and always breaking those barriers. Um, and then in terms of your diet, I, I think I did some research. You're more plant-based than um, anything else. How, how's that going for yeah. you? What's the benefits of going plant-based? Oh, yeah, good question. Um, so, yeah, for me, I never particularly had a great diet. Um, I'm 22 now. You know, I'm, I'm relatively young. I haven't been training for years and years. Um, you know, I've done gymnastics since younger than 10. But that whole time I was just you know, eating like a kid, basically. I never really thought about my diet. It wasn't something my parents particularly pushed on me. Um, but I was always relatively healthy. When I got to a 16, 17 and started training you know, a bit harder, started lifting weights and doing more parkour and calisthenics stuff, um, I started thinking about it more. And then when I actually started looking into nutrition, that just made me, you know, basically helped me open up my eyes to the world of plant-based food. And initially, like cutting out meat and animal products for me wasn't an ethical thing. It was not motivated by that at all. It was just, my diet is very bad. It's probably not fueling me well. And I needed a radical shift to change something. Um, and for me, having a whole brand new framework was easier to identify with and stick to than to tweak by 5% my existing bad diet. Yeah. So, you know, while that may sound extreme, like, yeah, I was studying to become a PT, um, you know, when I was around 19 and I just started learning about all of these different foods and, and I thought they would be a really cool thing to try as a different lifestyle change. And the more I started looking into it, I realized that I could fuel my body in an optimal way, really, with a whole foods, plant-based diet. And ever since, you know, the last just under three years now, I've completely stuck to it and I'm feeling great. And yeah, I, the more you learn about it, the more reasons there are to stick to it, really. And yeah, I feel awesome. No, that's amazing. It's amazing to sort of hear someone actually go through a transformation process and come out, come out of it at the better end and realise, you know, there's so many benefits to it. And, I, you know, when we talk about change, there's always this cold turkey approach. Okay, I'm going to stop doing this from now and then kind of obviously fall back into old habits. How was that for you? Did you um, slowly transition to that phase or did you kind of, you know, say no in the beginning and just continue from there? Yeah. Yeah, I think it really depends on your personality type, really. I think with anything, people can either pick up a habit and decide this is the one for me, I'm going to stick to it forever, or yeah here and there and and nine times out of ten most people will convince themselves they can do something 100 percent, but really it's not realistic and i think you've got to find a balance between um for me i decided one day hey i'm just going to stop eating meat and it, it did work um and i think i probably had a couple of days where i ate a bit less meat and then you know from researching it 48 hours later i that was the last time i ate meat even to till this day Um, you know and that was the last time I ate meat but for dairy and other animal products it did take a little bit longer to get used to because I found that meat was something I could very easily cut out you know you can get vegetarian food anywhere Mm. like 
it is super easy not to eat meat, but it does take a little bit more planning to avoid other animal products. You know, I'd be lying if, if, if I didn't say that, to avoid milk powder and things, to avoid egg, yeah. um, especially when you're traveling. So it was something that I was always strict on the meat. And I would say for the first year or so, I was, you know, when I was trying it, I was a little bit more relaxed with other animal products. Yeah. I still ate, you know, I probably ate one thing that had dairy in every three weeks, but it was still something. And, you know, the last couple of years, you know, in that three year period of me being kind of trying to go plant based, the last two years have been way more strict. And, you know, for a year and a half, 100%, I haven't had any animal products and I haven't felt the need to, but it definitely did take some getting used to. And I always say to people to go for that, you know, don't beat yourself up if you're trying to go on a plant based diet or anything, you know, you're trying to start a new exercise routine and one day you blow it. That's just human behavior and you just got to accept that yeah and just try and learn from it and work out your reasons why and then continue going for it no it's amazing it's amazing to see the dedication that you know you can put on yourself to sort of see a drastic change in your lifestyle changes as well as your body as well and you being a pt how does how's that for you seeing the transformation in your clients yeah yeah it's awesome um you know i think that when i first started training clients a couple of years ago it was never something I particularly pushed on them. And even to this day now, you know, there are, there are a few people I train, they still eat animal products and that's fine. I'm not strictly vegan PT, mm -hmm. but what I always say to people is that, you know, this is how I live my lifestyle. I'm going to educate you as to why I feel like this works great for me mm -hmm. um, and how I know that animal products, you know, taking a few animal products out of your diet will probably help you out. And if you choose to listen to that advice hundred percent, then sick, but if you just want to reduce a little bit, that's great too, because at the end of the day, you're helping a lot of things because of doing that. Um, and you don't have to go cold turkey into it. Um, I just try and lead by example. And I think in any instance, if you try and convince someone until that, you know, you're blue in the face by shouting at them, you're never going to change. But if you just, you know, you're not going to change someone's opinion, but if you sit back, you kind of show them lead by example, then eventually if it's the right thing to do, people are going to follow along slowly. So everyone has to have their own decisions. Of course, of course. And, you know, that, that's the approach that you should have with empathy and understanding that, you know, everyone has their own journey. But, you know, leading through example is the best approach. And from a physical standpoint with the calisthenics, is that, how, is that incorporated in your personal training as well? Or is it a little bit different? Yeah, in terms of like, you know, do I focus on calisthenics and my PT stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So it's something that when I was first training clients, I was establishing my niche, right? I was doing lots of different training methods. I was, you know, experimenting with some kettlebell training and other functional fitness stuff, which I still see some great benefits to. And I don't like to poo-poo any style of training, whether it's CrossFit, powerlifting, strongman, gymnastics, yoga, calisthenics, everything has a purpose for sure. And I think that if you try and label one training style as better than the rest, you're coming from an ignorant point of view because there is a benefit to many different styles. Yeah. But for me, I definitely found my niche in calisthenics because it's the style of training I loved. And I seem to understand body weight movement just from my experience in being a gymnast and kind of understanding parkour type movement. So it just worked really well with me. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to give my clients some great results with body weight training. So the more results and testimonials I've kind of built up over year over the years just fueled me to go more all in on it and just focus on that. Yeah, that's amazing. And especially during this time where, you know, the gym isn't open, it's closed, and 
we're trying to figure out what we can do with our time and our, you know, our bodies as well. You've kind of opened the door for people to do some research on this. And if there was any takeaway that someone could get from this podcast, what are the best exercises you can do from home? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this whole coronavirus lockdown or you know, partial lockdown in some countries, it has made people think you know, outside the box with their training. You've seen more home workouts than ever before on Instagram and, you know, <laughs> social media is just so flooded with it's it. It's blurring right now. Um, and it's cool. You know, it's cool. Some of my friends are saying like, oh, you know, we calisthenics athletes, we're the OGs of home workouts. <laughs> like, it's kind of true <laughs> because I've been doing this forever. Um, but yeah, honestly, any movement that you're challenging your core control in is going to be good. You know, one of the main benefits to cal- of calisthenics compared to, you know, traditional bodybuilding and lifting weights is that, you know, yes, lifting weights can help you get progressive overload and build muscle over time. And there are tons of benefits to it. But with calisthenics and bodyweight movements that you can do at home, um, you know, firstly, you don't need equipment, which is great for traveling and the current situation. But also, you know, if you're challenging your body with a movement, even as simple as a press up, you know, there are multiple different muscle groups that work at the same time. Same with a pull up, same with a side plank. You know, even if you're just holding yourself up on the floor in half of a squat, if you sit there long enough, you're going to start to feel muscles working in your core in a suspended squat that you don't normally feel when you're lifting, you know, weight on a leg press, right? Because there are a lot more compound movements. So the reason you see gymnasts and calisthenics athletes often looking a lot more toned and, you know, generally lower body fat is because the nature of the movements is that, yeah, they're just compound. You're using lots of different muscle groups and you're going to work all of your muscle at the same time. So you don't have to sit and do a thousand crunches. If you do enough body weight movements, you will kind of have abs, you know, if you're eating in a caloric deficit and all that as well. Of course, of course. And, you know, you've got the expertise in terms of everything that you've learned. Um, is that something that you, did you have that in mind to become a personal trainer or did it kind of fall into you? What was that process like? Yeah, so it was a really gradual process for me. I mean, I, you know, I've always loved working with people. I've always loved um, being able to help other people and just interacting with people every day was always going to be something I had to do in my career. Mm. No matter what it was, I knew I'm kind of a people person. I love having conversations and building relationships. So doing PT work is awesome for that. But, you know, it started for me teaching outdoor education. So straight out of school, I did an apprenticeship um, in outdoor education and I was teaching Duke of Edinburgh awards, which is I would say it's just something in the UK, but actually it's worldwide. You know, you can do DV everywhere. Um, And yeah, I started with that. I learned to love teaching people. I was usually teaching kids or, you know, young adults up to the age of 18. And then the reason I became a PT is because, you know, I started training a little bit more. Um, I wanted something a little bit closer to home. And I just wanted to start impacting the lives of others, really. And I I kind of had this pivotal moment, you know, when sadly, when I was 19, my mum passed away. Um, that's all right at that point you know I kind of you know I kind of went within as people say you know when something like this happens and I just thought you know what's my purpose what can I do here aside from just looking for enjoyment and self-fulfillment what can I do to help others Mm -hmm. and it seemed like helping people with their health and fitness goals was a logical step right because you know my mum had suffered with lots of autoimmune deficiencies and you know, personal health problems that, that led to everything that happened. And I thought, you know, if I can help other people kind of overcome that and make sure that they don't go down that path, you know, by 
the right lifestyle changes and I can be a positive influence, then that's going to be a good thing. And I should kind of turn my focus to that. So that was really what shifted in my head mm. from just going, what do I want to do? What's going to be fun in my life to suddenly thinking, actually, I can do something that I enjoy and that I help other people with. So yeah, that's kind of where it came from. And it's just all evolved from there. No, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful um, sort of testimony to, to, your, to your story. And, you know, the whole kind of reason why I do the podcast is to find your purpose, your why. I think a lot of times we kind of just fall into certain jobs or certain career paths because from the outside looking in, it looks fabulous. But realistically, is it driving you? Is it keeping you motivated? And are you giving back? Because we do have this one life. And, you know, to take the time that you have to spend it elsewhere, it's, it's you are sacrificing something you can't get back. So the fact that you're doing that and you're making people feel better about themselves physically and mentally, it's, it's a very... Um, cool thing to sort of see in here. So yeah, thank cool. you, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms, I guess with obviously with PT, there's a lot of competition and stuff, and you've got a different view of you know what exercise could be, and it's a different sort of uh, creative style of of, of, of um, teaching. Um, how's the marketing side of things from that? Ah, interesting question. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, for me, I've never really struggled per se with you know, being different. Um, I think that ultimately in, in any industry, if you've got something individual to bring, um, you know, to bring to the table, whatever it is you're trying to do, whatever service you're trying to market, you know, you're the only version of yourself who can, you know, deliver that service. And, you know, whether you're someone trying to teach CrossFit, you know, next to another guy trying to teach CrossFit, next to another guy trying to teach CrossFit, whatever, in any niche, you are going to have an individual way of doing it. So I think that, you know, it's about standing out, you know, really just by letting your personality come across. And I think that social media is such an amazing tool. You know, you've got Instagram, you've got Instagram stories where you can build a really good relationship with your audience. And I think that's super important because people buy into who you are, not what you do really. Mm. Um, I think that honestly, you could provide almost any service. And as long as you know, you can get, a client from A to B, you know, from wherever they're unhappy to an area where they are happy. If you can provide that service and you have a personality that's genuine, show that in your marketing and then you're going to be, people are going to be attracted to you and they're going to be attracted to your service no matter what it is, whether it's legal advice or it's fitness training, it's the same thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's something I've kind of um, done more research on, which is, um, it's not, Persuasion is more about just the idea of charisma, but also charm and the idea of standing out. You don't have to be so loud. You can be quiet as well, but so long as you're authentic to who you are and you generally like people and you generally want to show you're interested in people, people will generally flock to you. They want to understand more about you in time as well. So it doesn't have to be an immediate transaction. Sometimes it's just you showing up every single day with the same attitude. And people will understand, okay, maybe I wasn't listening before, but now I'm going to look back and pay attention and see the value of what you have. So it's, it's a very, it's not necessarily marketing, but it's, it, it goes hand in hand. Who you are as, as a person, as a brand, as a story, it's the same as what you kind of put out as well. So um, it's, it's, it's definitely something that I think a lot of people can pay attention to. Yeah, that's it, man. I definitely agree. You know, I think whatever you're trying to put out there into this universe, whether it's a professional service or you're just trying to say, hey, look at me, I'm, I'm a guy that goes to the gym and I've got apps, whatever it is, you know, 
if you want to get interaction in some kind, whether that's in monetary form, gaining clients, whether it's just selling a product or, you know, just saying, hey, please recognize me and give me some likes because I'm trying to impress you all. Yeah. If, if it's done in a genuine way, I think that, you know, expect nothing in return. Put your content out there into social media or into the world in your face-to-face interactions or your service-based business. And if you can genuinely feel, you know, form relationships, you can put across your ideas in a succinct way. I think if you're consistent, exactly like you said, and you just keep showing up, ultimately, if people want your service or if they want to get to know you as a friend or as a, you know, in a professional sense, they will get back to you. And it doesn't have to be that the first time they check out your profile or LinkedIn or whatever, they, you know, bust out this big business proposition to you. But if you keep showing up and you're shown as this person that's credible and that's genuine, then yeah, exactly. Those, those, connections are going to form over time you know it's just about being consistent absolutely absolutely and you know it's i think we're all, in a weird way we're all connected in some fashion and if, if it doesn't happen with that person it happens with another person that referral might come back as well so it, it, you know it's it's all Always. kind of that whole process of like you said the universe is working for you you put good energy out so i firmly believe that um in terms of like next steps what was what it for you are you planning to grow more into this and show more about what's available do you have more of a presence like you said you've got a youtube channel as well is that something that you're planning to build as well yeah yeah and so you know lots of change this year i think for a lot of businesses you know potential plans have had to be shifted because of the nature of the coronavirus and everything that's going on in the world um but honestly this situation while it's been super hard for a ton of people um in terms of my business plans it has actively been you know, fine for me, really, because I've always been working, you know, the last couple of years, I've been working to get myself more online, um, mainly for the reason of freedom to travel. You know, I would rather not be pinned to one location because yeah. I've always had that. I've always had that, you know, time bound thing. Have I got to be working here at these hours? I'm, my life's run by my diary. And I would like to be a little bit more nomadic in that sense. Um, but my main goals at the moment really is just to keep building my communities. So on YouTube, on Instagram, you know, I'm building some really nice you know, networks of people at the moment that are trying to get into calisthenics. Um, I've just been trying to be genuinely helpful in this time, you know, to help people stay active. And, you know, my next steps really are to just keep pushing content out and to keep coaching more clients, really. Yeah. You know, the more free content I can get out there, the better. Um, and as my business scales, you know, I'm looking forward to the point where I can employ more team members to help me distribute the content, to help me basically in, increase my influence sphere and be able to help more. Because I think when you're first starting out, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs really struggle with, you know, if, if their business is kind of social media focused or it has a front on social media, which every business should really, mm. it's hard, right? It's yeah. hard to put that content out. It's hard to show up on every platform, consistently reply to messages to give value to your audience. And it is tough. Mm. But I think as, as organizations and as small businesses can grow, you then increase your reach, you increase your possibility of, you know, what, what you can do. So next steps for me are just to continue doing what I'm doing, continue, you know, to expand and help take on new team members so I can help more people and just keep coaching clients through, you know, bodyweight training and calisthenics, really. Oh, it's amazing. It's an amazing plan. And did, just mind me, did you say you have a gym in, in the works as well? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I was going to go into, actually. So I do have my own PT studio. 
Um, I opened that at the start of this year. It's actually based in um, part of a gymnastics gym. So it's a gymnastics gym I used to train at. Um, I've taken over one of the rooms, you know, that I just let out and it's turned it into my recording studio and one-to-one training studio. So that's based in High Wycombe. Um, and yeah, so I train one-to-one clients there. I use it to film a lot of my online content, my online courses. I basically built the space as a perfect training space for me mm. and a perfect spot for putting out videos and coaching content. So I never had the dream of it being this hustle and bustle studio where there are tons of people training in there. It's more of a personal thing that I'm using to help my own training and to just put content out that's going to help coach you know, a lot of other people. Yeah, and I'm sure it's going to pay dividends. But like you said, you invested in yourself and, yeah. it, you know, you're creating content based on your place. It's better than, you know, trying to find other places to do it. It's your own home. And, you know, yeah. it, it will create its own sort of, you know, people to sort of come in and see how you work, which is already cool to have as well as, you know, um, learn from you and probably even just spectate and just see what you do. So, yeah, it sounds sounds amazing. And to be honest, you know, you're in a young age trying to sort of do what you do. That's very inspiring. I think a lot of 20-something-year-olds would kind of be like, you know what, like, maybe I'll do that later. Or maybe I'll focus <laughs> on my passions later. More, I'm going to go to the pub and stuff. But to see you that dedicated, it's, it's very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. appreciate it. I'm trying to dream big. Um, mm. But I, I truly enjoy it, you know. this The whole lifestyle of calisthenics and, you know, the whole plant-based movement it's just awesome and i think that some of the people i've met through traveling across europe and across to america competing in calisthenics have just been awesome and that's just fueled me to push more in a business sense because you know truly like i don't absolutely love business but i'm really interested in processes because i know it will eventually help me serve more people and you know if i don't dedicate time now to doing this, then my impact, you know, my lifetime impact will be far less. So that's why I'm putting the work in now. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really cool how when you find your passion and when you start moving towards it, you start finding the tribe of people that kind of push your mentality to sort of go forward and think about things that you never thought before. So it just shows like if you move in a direction, you keep moving forward to, to that goal, you will find your life change for the better, which is um, pretty amazing. Yeah, definitely, man. Everything's a domino effect. You know, you do one thing, whether it's a positive or negative result, you're always going to find out the next step. And you're, you know, maybe it's a negative thing. And, you know, you might have a bad experience or a bad relationship and that takes you down a rabbit hole. Hmm. But then there will be a pivotal switch. And as long as you keep going with that momentum and you stay motivated, you can just roll with it. And I think it's really important to keep up with momentum. Hmm. A lot of the time, people have great opportunities and they just let them slide by. And I think, if you've got a handful of you know, great things going for you at the time, just go all in and you know, definitely have a balance. Make sure you don't have a crazy burnout. <laughs> Dedicate time in your days to meditate and to chill and to yeah. you know, hang out with your partner. But get, just go with it and you know, work hard in a, in a planned out way and, and you'll get a lot further, I think, if you use that momentum. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I've, I've been debating on something. Um, I think in a lot of times of um, entrepreneurs, they look at this whole, sort of hustle mentality, this hustle um, porn, where it's just like, oh, you got to grind, you got to yeah. you know, do 24-7, no sleep kind of mentality. And 
some would describe it toxic, others will describe it as, you know, you're, you're taking action. Right? Yeah. yeah, kind of a necessary evil. But where do you fall on the spectrum? Do you feel like there's a balance between the two? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I think that it's something that I definitely do struggle with. I'd be lying if I didn't, you know, because in my head, I am 100% motivated to work 20 hours a day. And I can't, like, yeah. you know, if I had to, I could happily sit here and be writing online you know, content. I could be writing plans for clients. I could be marketing. I could be outreach DMing. I could be doing all of this different work to promote my services and to promote what I'm passionate about for the next three days. But I know as a fitness coach, what your body needs. And I know how much sleep you need. I know the right nutrition. And it's quite hard to actually have those two you know, parallel, you know, almost opposing objectives in your head, right? Because there's one part of me that's trying to preach health and wellness and my whole product and my service of my business is saying this is how you live an optimal lifestyle and i also know what it takes to become a successful entrepreneur and someone who you know doesn't just work nine to five and doesn't just stop when it hits you know four o'clock because you have to put extra hours in right to get beyond you know the rest of the crowd so it is tough um the way i try and manage it is definitely an evolution over time but I try and get as much done as I can in the mornings. Mm. I try not to do, to get any less than seven hours sleep a night. Yeah. I, I normally aim for eight. If I get seven hours, you know, that's, that's pretty good as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I think one thing that's a non-negotiable should be sleep because sleep is so important to you. Mm. And if you are, I don't know, a lot of people contrast this advice. I think that you can get enough sleep. And ultimately, if you're smart enough in your business, and you feel like there aren't enough hours in the day, hire someone else to do extra work for you. Because no matter what, you know, your body's health, if you hustle super hard for five years and then, you know, you, you end up with a crazy health condition, then you're not going to be able to work very hard for the next 20. So yeah. I'm all for the longevity rather than complete 100% hustle. But there's a fine line between saying, I can sit back, it's for my body. And, you know, you're just doing sweet FA. Yeah. You need to be able to find the, find the balance, but just, Having a mindset, you know, of, of working hard is key. Oh, yeah. I, I think you really touched on so many points there. And, you know, when you're super ambitious, it's very hard to sort of really scale back when your body needs the rest. But because you've got a balance of understanding what your body needs and what your mind and your dreams need to sort of do, you know, for things that happen, you need to obviously keep moving. So finding the balance is good. And obviously sleep is important as well. And um, I think the key thing from what you've just spoken about is this, you're focusing on something that you love, you're very passionate about. It's not like you, you're close to your laptop and just, you know, chill and watch Netflix. When you dream about something that you, you love doing, it, it's never worked for you. So the fact that you can continually go on, it's not going to kind of hinder your happiness. It's kind of building towards your happiness. So I think that's yeah. something that a lot of people can listen to and find something that makes you happy, that keeps you going. And maybe it's a bad day or a good day, you know you can't live without because it's a, it's a part of you that keeps you um, focused and keeps you in a joyful mindset. Exactly, man. I think, it, you know, I think it's really key to have something that you really care about, whatever venture it is you're pursuing. You know, you've got to want it enough. And I think that if you're trying to work super, super hard for someone, somebody else's goals, then it's a lot harder to keep that work ethic up. You know, when you're pushing towards your own interests, it's a lot easier. But, you know, I, I do think it's a unique, um, you know, way of going about it, you know, being kind of a fitness based entrepreneur, because 
like I said before, I do have that understanding of, you know, the body and I'm trying to preach a certain message, you know, my, in all of my platforms that I'm living this, you know, healthy lifestyle, but then I'm also staying up till half 11 editing or till 2am. And, you know, that's, that kind of goes against what I'm trying to say. So I think it's important for any aspiring entrepreneur to understand the body and understand what your body needs, because long-term, I think you will achieve far more if you actually do understand your body, your, your nutrition and you know, your sleep goals. Yeah. You know, what your body needs is important. Yeah. And it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I think when we kind of look at everything, it's so accessible. Oh, I'm going to touch this. I'm going to grab this. And I think I can, you know, you think everything's in arm's, arm's reach, which is true. But you know, if, if you're going to do this for a long time, if you're happy about what you do, then yeah. you, want to, you know, sustain it and your body's your wealth, you know, your, your health is your wealth. More, more than anything else. So it's very good to sort of speak to someone who's in the entrepreneurial world, but also focuses on health and well-being and being the best version of yourself through that as well. Mm, I, think it's, I think it's a must. You know, yes, you can hustle super hard and there are people like Warren Buffett that still eat McDonald's every day or whatever. He's got shares in McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think it's... For me, it's just a non-negotiable. You got to fuel your body right. You got to exercise every day or at least consistently, yeah. because then you feel like your best and you can work so much more effectively. No matter what you're working towards, like your body is your temple. Like you said, you know, it's just super important. Oh yeah, yeah. I started adopting this um, morning miracle, which is essentially oh, yeah. waking up around. They say wake up at five a.m. I've not been waking up at five a.m. But essentially, you kind of get your exercise done. You meditate. You you read a book or listen to the audio book and you write down your goals and get your affirmations out there and then kind of make sure you get your sort of self-development done in the early block of your day and then you can continue with the rest of the day. But at least that part kind of is the building block. So it's all building your character, building your strength and building your dreams yeah. as well. So yeah, it's keeping me definitely focused and I know when I don't do it, I feel a bit lazy. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing how much that stuff is important. You know, I was just speaking a minute ago about sleep and how I prioritize it. I will say one thing opposite to that is if I find myself that I've gone to bed too late or I'm a little bit later than I would like to be, you know, it's getting to midnight and oh God, I really should have gone to bed at half 10 or whatever. Yeah. If I feel like I'm going to miss out on the first hour of the day and say I've got a session booked or a meeting booked at nine or eight. I always allow an hour and a half before doing anything to wake up in a relaxed way. I'd rather be an hour yeah. more tired yeah. and to have a calm wake up, to be able to meditate, to be able to get moving, maybe do some stretching, have breakfast if that's your thing, right. write down your goals of the day, all of those things. Because I think that regardless of whatever you've got in your day, you need the hour in the, in the morning. It's just like a must. So I'm fully for that. Yeah, I've I, I subscribing to like, controlling your tempo which is you know so much of life comes into you but mm. you want to be in the best mind state to sort of handle that and yeah. like i said you want to be relaxed calm cool collected and have your stuff together so that you can take on the world so with mm. us working in a busy schedule and even when you you know you're, you're living at home and working from home as well it's still your environment to sort of control where you know yeah. a lot of distractions can come your way but you want to control that as much as possible so it's very cool to sort of hear someone had the same mindset as well. Yeah, you got to take ownership of it. I think it's a choice everyone has. You know, every, everyone always says, you know, we've all got the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. We do, and it's just about time management. Time management is the key. But I'd be lying if I said I didn't struggle with it too. Everyone yeah. does. 
Um, but having the hour in the morning is so important. And one of the best things for me has just been putting my phone on airplane mode half an hour before I go to bed, taking it off half an hour, an hour after I get up. It's just like the best thing because I'm on my phone all day. I know I, I know I am. I'd be lying if I said, yeah, I have a healthy amount of screen time because I really don't, mm-hmm. especially during lockdown. I am staring at a device all day. So to give yourself the hour back, at least, you know, as a minimum to say, I'm not touching my phone. I'm going to read it. I'll exercise. I'll meditate. Go within. So much more important than getting up and checking your notifications because it can always wait. And if it can't, just get up an hour early. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I feel like we're, we're bringing some sage advice to to our <laughs> listeners. So I'm going to answer too. If there was any closing statement, like if there's any sort of advice that you would want to give anyone, what would it be? Oh yeah, that's a that's a big ask. Plenty <laughs> of things I could say. <laughs> Honestly, um, to any other entrepreneurs listening, to anyone that's feeling like they're really pushing towards their dreams right now. Um, while work ethic is super important, I think that physical fitness plays a tremendous role in your productivity. Um, and I think that a lot of people maybe don't give it the credit it deserves. Even something as simple as a half an hour workout. It doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be pumping out weights to the gym. You know, we don't have gyms right now. You've just got your body, maybe some home workout equipment, but get moving every day, whether it's morning, midday, afternoon, if you move every day or do at least three decent workouts a week, I promise you, your productivity will increase tenfold. And if you don't know what to do, then just do something or seek the guidance of an expert that can help you because my absolute hack to productivity is just keeping active. And I think I'd go insane if I wasn't moving every day. Yeah, absolutely. I'm the same, same with you. I'm the same with you. And if anyone needs some advice, where can they follow you? Yeah. So, Instagram is probably one of my biggest platforms. Um, now that's at Connor Tyson PT on there. So at Connor Tyson underscore PT. Um, I'm also on YouTube. So I run lots of calisthenics coaching advice on there. And my channel is just called Tyson Calisthenics. Quite simple. <laughs> and yeah, those are my main platforms. You can usually find me Connor Tyson PT. And I'm the same on LinkedIn, Connor Tyson. So connect with me on there. Awesome. You know, what? it's been such a pleasure talking to you. It's really cool to obviously talk to someone who's very into fitness, but then it's into the mindset of, you know, chasing after their dreams as well. And the mindset of actually looking after yourself is so important. And there's only one version of you. So look after yourself. And I know it's crazy out there with the whole sort of coronavirus, but if we look after our men- mental state as well as our physical as well, I think we'll, we'll, we'll do okay. So um, thank you very much for being a part of the podcast. Definitely, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, awesome. Um, thanks to all of the listeners. Thanks to all the people who have actually contributed to some of the questions as well, because I've asked for some help. Uh, so thanks for that. And um, I hope you all have a safe lockdown. And hopefully when the coronavirus is over, we'll, we'll have a beer or maybe, you know, share some tips as well. Definitely, man. All right. Thanks for listening. Take care. Hey, podcast listeners, thanks for listening and thanks for my special guest and thanks for clicking that play button. But I need you to do four things for me. I want you to like, comment, subscribe and share this content. It will help tremendously with the growth of this podcast and I'm producing more content than ever. So I want you guys to be the first to know and I want others to know as well. So do those four things for me and help this podcast grow to a bigger platform. Thanks for listening.